0: Welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me as always is Stephen, discussing the idea of living up to your potential.
1: Is our potential self-determined, or can it be measured by our peers? In today's episode, we ask whether this concept has value, or if there's more negatives than positives.
0: Then, we will take a quick break to reflect on the content we've had in the past few weeks, as well as give an inside look as to
1: what's next. Finally, Brandon and I will take some time to personally reflect on our own ideas of potential, And if at this point in our lives, we've lived up to that. Cool. Well, I
0: think this one is going to be, I mean, even though that last point's going to be kind of self-reflective, I think all of this episode might end up hitting home for you and I. But I guess the first question is, do you think our potential is something that we determine within ourselves? Or is it something like measurable by our peers?
1: Yeah. In the uh, great words of me, 100p. (laughs) (laughs) 100p. This guy has uh, yeah. so
0: much insight, just in small little phrases,
1: but mainly just 100p, that's, that's his go-to. Yeah, you guys can stop the episode right here, 100p, 100p. <laughs> just believe in yourself 100% and that's all you got to do. Yeah. Or you it, can listen to the rest of this episode and uh, actually listen to us <laughs> ironing out. For example, our potential is something that we determine within ourselves, yes, uh, there, there is a second part to this, um, but I'll start with just within ourselves. If you believe that you can do something, the only thing stopping you from doing it is yourself, with the exception of there are certain like measurable things. I'm never gonna be in the NBA. I can't. It's just it's not I don't have I mean, I can beat Brandon in basketball, so <laughs> that's the one it's thing I've got. It's been a while since you brought that up. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised. That's the one thing I've got going for me. I can beat Brandon in basketball, but it doesn't mean I can beat LeBron James in basketball. So there are certain things that we can't we can't do anything about. And it's about being self-aware of those things, but we've all got strengths in our life. And as long as you can, as long as you've got passion and a strength that you can focus on, and usually people realize what their strengths are, whether they actually admit to it or not. It's like We we have a basic idea of things that we're good at. And if you believe in those, like you can hit your potential on them. Like You can put yourself pretty damn far if you don't let the outside factors get in the way, And unfortunately, as we're going to talk about a lot in this episode, people let the outside factors get in the way. And that goes for Brandon and I, uh, definitely in our, in our lives, this has affected us a lot, which has led to us wanting to do this episode.
0: Yeah. I I would say that it definitely, I think it should come from an internal place, you know, understanding your, your capacity and, and trying to strive towards that capacity, um, I think a lot of times, especially nowadays because things are so public, that you can get caught up in listening to the outside noise of, oh, this is what you should be able to do, this is what you should be doing, this is what success looks like, this is this, this is that, this is how you should be striving with your life. And so I think that if you allow it to be your potential to be molded by your outside peers i would argue that you probably have more of a chance of not living up to your potential because you know nobody's going to know you better than yourself and if you are true to yourself you are able to understand your strengths and your weaknesses your 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 flaws and, and what could set you up for success and and also you know what you know hinders your chances of success And a lot of times people want to have these black and white opinions on this is exactly, you know, we've talked a lot about the idea of money being so, you know, intertwined with success as if, you know, that's the only factor that goes into it. You know, if you're fiscally successful, you know, you've lived up to your potential almost. But is that really the case? No, like you you have you might have something more to offer the world that i think you have to find within yourself and then give everything you got to unlock that potential
1: yeah we get really obsessed in our society of this idea of oh I, am i living up to my p- potential like it kind of freaks people out and the thing is, is there's going to be things in your life that you are not going to live up to your potential in because you only have so much time to live your life and only so many things that you care about like at the end of the day if i've only snowboarded once in my life but I bet if I really put my mind to it and focused a lot of my time, I'd probably be a pretty decent snowboarder. Like mm-hmm. it would just be something that I could probably put put time towards. And like a lot of things, I could probably like at least be okay at it. Yeah. And um, I can't say that about everything. And snowboarding isn't important to me, so I don't put my time and resources into that. However, it is important to me to say less ums and ands and likes sometimes where I feel like there's certain words that I just, I use too often. So I'll listen back and I'll try to fix that. So a big part of this reaching your potential is the potential and the things that you do care about. Yeah. And that to me, instead of being so overwhelmed by all these things like, oh my God, I'm not I'm not living up to my potential. Like you have to kind of take it one step at a time. Like, okay, well, what matters? If money does matter to you, you know, are you living up to your potential in regards to money? Because in order to make more money, maybe you have to consider a career path change or working more hours or something like that. But that's a a big part of this. Like, yes, there are measurable things, but a big part of it is you have to decide on what you want to reach your potential in, because you can't do it in every aspect of your life and you have to be okay with that. Yeah.
0: I, I think... I really like that you brought that up because there's like the saying of you are good at many things, but great at none. You know, if you get so overwhelmed by all these different aspects of your life that you might have an interest in, you know, you don't have enough time to master anything because you are so occupied by all these different areas. And I mean, if that's what you like about it, if that's what you like to do to have this versatility in your interests and, and seek out all of those different interests, that's fine. But understand that you're never going to be as good as you could be at those things. If you had just focused on those one things, I had a battle with that. When I was in music, I had a a lot of pressure to, you know, in Nashville, everybody knows how to play guitar. And I always really wanted to play piano. And so as I was trying to expand my, uh, ability as a musician. I was like maybe I should learn guitar. It would be so cool if I could be on stage, play a couple songs on the piano, put the piano to the side and then whip out the guitar, or whatever. But I had so much room to grow as a piano player that I felt if I put the piano to the side right now, I might not ever be as good as I should be if I'm going to like pursue this as a career. And so I had to make that distinction of how about I try to master this one thing before I just start moving on to something else? And by no means have I mastered piano, but you know I think that that was a goal that I had before I tried to you know learn other spots. And there are some people that are so musically gifted that instruments just come so easily to them that they can just pick things up. But I was, I was never that that way. And, and I think that's actually a good point: is you know genetically speaking we have certain capacities within ourselves. Like some people are just naturally born with talent in some things. And so if they just focus on those things they are naturally born to talent, the the potential is limitless almost. And so there's also situations where you can exceed your potent, what you thought your potential was. You know, if Steven would have focused on basketball his whole life, He'd probably be pretty dang good at basketball, even though, yeah, he was never going to make it in the NBA, but maybe he could have been better than anyone ever thought he could have been because he, he wasn't as tall as everybody or whatever, just be just out of pure effort. And I think that that proves that there is an importance in this active desire to strive towards something that you love.
1: Yeah, this, this idea of living up to your potential is something that's, for a lot of my life, I've felt that I didn't live up to my potential. And it's because a lot of us are so terrified of these outside influences. And we look around us, and we see someone who's really good at something, and it almost becomes discouraging because we see them, and we're, and we're like, oh, like I guess like, they're, they're way better than me. Uh, right. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get to that point. And just that thought in your head, you've already basically predetermined your fate. And for a lot of my youth, I definitely felt like I would do that. I would look around – and I would see someone and like, I was decently good at baseball, but I definitely know I could have been better at baseball if I could have just blocked out some of those thoughts in my head of like, oh, you know, I'm only going to be so good. So like, what's the point? But I would know I would have been happier if I would have spent more time practicing and I, wouldn't, like, I, I went through a phase where I, I remember I, I started striking out a lot. And it, instead of like putting in more time and effort to working on my swing mechanics, I just was like, well, I guess I just I, this is just a year I strike out a lot. And I would never do that now. And honestly, kind of, it frustrates the hell out of me that I ever had that thought in my head, that I just was like okay with that. And mm-hmm. a lot of people do this. Like so many people, they just, they just have I don't know confidence issues or something. And that's why when we we talk about the idea of something we determine within ourselves, like a hundred percent, we determine so much of this within ourselves. Like Michael Jordan. What's the thing he didn't make his high school basketball team or something? Right. Like, I don't. I don't know like all the full details of that. Like I, it's been a long time since I read one of his biographies, um, and I actually did read one of his biographies, even though I'm not a big reader. I will say that it was uh, it was pretty good. Um, See, hold on a second.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to develop a soundboard for every time Stephen pats himself on the back, because we need something to recognize each time Stephen does it. He loves to pat himself on the back. Just even these, like, normal human things. Oh, oh, I read a book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, guys. You know, I did read this book.
0: (laughs) I am going to make something, I swear. I'm going to put this, I'm going to start incorporating this in the podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh my! Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. If you wanna, you wanna say something, you gotta say something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you read this book. I read this book, the first and book and
0: only book you've ever read. I,
1: I, I actually think yeah, and here, first book and only book I've read. No, I also read the Phantom Toll Check out that book. It's a great. Uh, it's it's a great book. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, but more trippy. It's an interesting book. Check it out. Don't know why I'm plugging it right now. <laughs> We're having the author on next week. We're having the author on if they're still alive, which probably aren't because I feel like this book's kind of old. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, Michael Jordan is – I always like to point to Michael Jordan because he's sort of like the the prime example of this. Michael Jordan could have just been discouraged and been like, oh, okay, well, I'm probably not going to be in the NBA if I can't make it on my high school basketball team. But the guy kept going, and he became the greatest basketball player of all time, You know him or LeBron. I can't fully give it to Michael Jordan because – I'm a big LeBron fan, but it doesn't matter. He He's obviously looked at in this huge highlight because he didn't give up. He kept going. He did live up to his potential, but I also think people need to recognize that him living up to his potential was at the sacrifice of like every other aspect of his life. Other right. than money, I guess. Money and fame. He got a lot. There were several things he absolutely ex- like excelled at, and it was incredible, but he also, in the process, didn't do a lot of the other things in life, uh, like you know, necessarily be a good person. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes those are sacrifices you gotta make.
0: And the the things that the money and the fame, that came as a byproduct of him, you know, achieving his potential within basketball. And this is a good segue into the next question of do you think there's value to determining your potential and then striving for it? And really quick, my thought on it is determining your own potential is absolutely You know, don't sell yourself short is the first thing I have to say here. But how many stories have you heard of successful people who have people in their life that told them that they weren't going to be who they are today? Hmm. I mean, Gordon Hayward in the NBA, he had a coach that was like, you know that walk-on recruit for uh, Indiana or something? You could be him one day. And Gordon Hayward was like, fuck that. I'm not going to be a walk-on. Are you kidding me? And now he's like a huge star in the NBA. Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team, and it doesn't. It's also musicians. You see that in musicians, people saying, "Oh, you're in another band." That was a big thing when I made the decision to to pursue music. A lot of people were doubters in the idea of, "Oh, you're just going to be another one of these people that try to pursue it." I wasn't going to let them make the determination for me. Mm -hmm. I thought that I had the potential to be successful as a musician for my career and so i wasn't going to let other people you know tell me otherwise now are you going to just look at the fact that i didn't make it as a professional musician and just say i was a failure i mean you could i guess if it's a black and white situation but i think the fact that i decided to try to see that through is a big part of it to try to push yourself to strive for it and then see what happens because if you just if you just accept what they're going to say of you're not going to make it, then you never even tried. It, it's it's the same thing as not making it. It's even worse because you didn't even put the effort in.
1: Yeah, you a, a big takeaway from what you just said is you are in control of your own destiny. Yeah. I am a firm, firm believer in people outside might tell you things. They might say, oh, Stephen, you're destined to do this. Um, you're like That's just the person that you are. But that's what they're telling you. And a lot of times, we have this gut inside of us that tells us, you know, we could do this or we could do that. And a lot of people ignore it or they're so afraid to act on it. But a lot of times, how you feel about something, considering you have the most information, like no one has more information on you than you. So you know what you're capable of uh, if if you put your mind to something. And that's the thing that more people need to go towards because for me personally, I lived inside of this this box for a long time, where I was, like, very, very afraid and timid to do things, uh, based on my environment, just based on, um, I don't know, my immaturities, there were just a lot of things, I just cared too much about things that were going on around me, and it really did affect me growing up, like, I, I feel like I never would step outside of my comfort zone too, too often as a result of this, and even though I had, even, or even though I was acting this way, I did feel deep down, like, I think I have some creative abilities. Like it wasn't something that I had put myself out there at all, but I felt like I was a, I was pretty creative. I felt like I was pretty articulate. I felt like I threw in a funny joke here and there, and I got a couple laughs. laughs. Unfortunately, you know, I had, my comedy career died, um, <laughs> along with some of my hopes and dreams. But you know, I've I'm I'm recovered now. Recovered You're still from kicking.
0: The... <laughs> I'm still kicking. You already had a couple good jokes in this episode alone. I, I think know. you should bring it back. I think I
1: should. Uh, I think I should bring it back.
0: I you know, say, we we... <laughs> get rid of the podcast. Maybe even rebrand to the Everything Must Laugh podcast.
1: That sounds like more your thing than mine. <laughs> I, I find it funny now how there's this joke about my comedy career dying, but I feel like nobody like, actually knows why we're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you the the real quick rundown, which is I was doing more comedy related things, and then Brandon asked me one day, he's like, "Do you like doing comedy things?" And I was like, "Not really, it's okay." <laughs> and, I, and then that that was basically it. That was how I I changed my mindset. I was like, I mean, I think it's okay, but I like doing things like this podcast more. Doing some live streams, we get to joke around, like that's the kind of stuff I like doing. But this is actually a good
0: story though, because. I think part of the reason you were kind of headed down the path of comedy was because that was a box that I feel like a lot of your peers tried to put you in just oh, because yeah. you know when when you interact with people there's a there's a typical kind of humorous nature about you and yeah. so that was the inclination to believe that oh you must your your content that you're going to put out your art is going to be comedy
1: right That's and such then, a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point especially cuz uh, I remember when people first started listening to this podcast. A lot of people would say to me, "You know, your your podcast is a lot more serious than I thought it would be." And then that was that was the realization in my head of, yeah, it's because I'm not. I don't really identify as a comedian. I just like to make jokes. Right. <laughs> That's it. If you want to call them jokes, they're barely even jokes. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny to me
0: because, I mean, obviously, I I knew you as. I mean, similar, similarly to me, like I, you know, I, I like to have a good time and joke around and stuff too. But our relationship at University of Tennessee kind of came from a more serious, in-depth nature. Mm-hmm. It was I, I never really, you know, had you pegged as this comedy guy. So it's so interesting to me that that was kind of you know how your peers imagined you going, and then also, but I mean. You've said before there is value in you kind of going down that road to see how it was,
1: but being able to pivot after it was, uh, I think, the most crucial point. Oh, it it it's hugely valuable because I do think that I have I have some like comedic potential. Like I do think I, I and this is <laughs> this is me actually being honest about my comedy. Like yeah, I can be funny sometimes. Like I identify that that is something that I'm able to bring. Yeah, like maybe not everyone thinks that I'm funny, but like so- it's something that I do decently well, and I'm able to incorporate that into different aspects of my life, and I am glad that I pursued some comedy things at Second City, I did some stand up, I hosted a comedy show. I really did feel like I gathered a lot of things from it. And I was so afraid before to put myself out there in that capacity that one of the big one of the big benefits of my last couple of years is I put myself out there and then I was able to make a strong pivot based on new information that I received about myself, which is, you know, I like doing this. It's enjoyable. I've learned a lot of great things from it. However, I think I just want to stick to doing some comedy videos every once in a while and um, putting more of an emphasis on the things that I found, find I'm better at, which is doing this podcast, uh, doing more YouTube videos where I actually have more of a, of a discussion on things, kind of where I can be true to myself, and that was a real, a real good moment for me, so I guess my advice on that is, I would have never figured this stuff out about myself if I didn't go for something that I felt I had potential in. And yeah. sometimes, while you're going for something that you feel potential in, you do, lo- you do learn something else about yourself, and yeah. that's why it was so valuable for me to do that.
0: Yeah, I think in a lot of things, it's about the effort that you're putting in. If you're striving towards something, if you're trying to grow as a person, you might not grow in the direction that you're trying to. You, you might hit a dead end and be like, oh shit, this is not the thing that is right for me. But if you you know remain stagnant and limit yourself from that opportunity, you limit yourself from the capacity for growth or striving towards a goal or your potential whatever you're never gonna know and and you're just going to kind of remain in this the same place for your whole life and I think that that is the worst kind of unfulfilled potential when it's truly a lack of I guess direction or motive motivation to go there or maybe even, the fear of finding out that things weren't what you thought they were paralyzes you to a point of, you know, not pursuing it. But to to kind of shift gears back on specifically the idea of living up to your potential, I want to know if you do think there are any negatives to this idea of determining your potential and then trying to reach it, but not meeting it. Do you think there's kind of a negative connotation that can come with that? What could be the negative side of that?
1: It It's potentially pretty crippling for some people. I mean, you, you learn about a lot of people who don't feel good about what they do. And instead of trying to pivot <laughs> or, or or change anything, they just kind of let the, the fact that they didn't get to where they wanted to go, like, defeat them. And I think that you, Brandon, are, are a good example of someone who did deal with some of this potential that you felt like you let yourself down and one of the things I admire is that you've you've bounced back and you've learned from these experiences and, and I would be kinda of curious to hear um I guess I'll give my my real quick point on this and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. So for me it's really, really a bad thing for people to get beat like beaten down for not living up to their potential. Like I don't beat myself up for the baseball thing, like, I wish I would have done more with it, I wish I could have been better, uh, but the downside is, is, I, for the rest of my life, I'm always gonna feel, like, you know, I could have done more with that, I wish I would have put myself out there more, I wish I would have started earlier at doing acting, so I would be a lot more comfortable now than I am, or I wish I would have started earlier doing some of those creative projects, like singing, for example, so that nowadays I would feel more comfortable doing them, or doing those things, and, it sometimes that is like a a painful thing to deal with, and I don't think that everyone always deals with that the most. I think some people get crippled by that instead of realizing that's never too late to live up to your potential. So, knowing my perspective, how do you feel about uh, like your music journey and your sports journey? Since those are two like very very big parts of your your youth and development, how do you feel about how far you got with your potential, and do you believe that you can? make a pivot and live up to your potential even when sometimes it feels like you've hit the that feeling of discouragement I think
0: I think you and I have something in common in, in the idea I, I kind of look at it as a little bit of a resilience factor where you know we've obviously fucked up just like any other human you know we've we've had times when we haven't lived up to our potential and it's something that we've battled and you know, I would still say I have not lived up to my potential and I'm, I'm constantly trying to write uh, that wrong. But I think that there's a resilience in both of us where there is a desire to actually write that wrong, to to find ways to live up to what we believe our potential is. And one thing I've always respected about you is I feel like you've kind of talked about this at, at times you reevaluate things. You have to take moments to reevaluate, is this the direction that I want to be going in? And that's the one thing that I think I've I've had a difficult time doing is I think when I fail, I think a lot of times I will – I catch myself kind of – in a self-loathing period, and I think that this, this is a pretty common thing for people. If you don't live up to what you thought you could be, or you, um, you know, let somebody else down, it's really easy to get in these periods of, man, who am I? Well, you know, what did I do here? What, what's wrong with me? All this stuff, and it just becomes a self-loathing. But a new mindset that I've kind of tried to develop, and I think is helpful, is understanding that that self-loathing only makes the journey back or the journey forward harder. It doesn't actually do you any good. It's just this negative weight, you know, that is now placed on your shoulders and makes the road up the mountain even more taxing. Take that weight off and you can just you know, carry your own body weight up the, up the mountain and strive towards something. And so that's been my biggest hurdle is not beating myself down as I'm trying to pick myself up. You know, and I, I, I think that's a common thing with a lot of people. I, you know, I definitely have experienced that with you talking about some of the things that you've dealt with. You know, I, 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 talk to a lot of people who go through this kind of stuff, and and that's something that they battle. I think if we can, come to a a more positive, uh, place of yeah, I messed up. How do I learn from it logically rather than attaching this negative emotion to it so that I have to carry that burden on my shoulders while i'm making this this way up the other thing too that i i can can see as a negative downside of understanding what you think your potential is is i think that within that creates these expectations that you're supposed to live up to and that you have to abide by and i just don't think life works that way life is full of these surprises that if you're not paying attention to i you know i've talked about how i think i I've missed out on some some opportunities or, or potentials because I've been having specific expectations of how this is supposed to go or how I want this to go. And then that other opportunity comes that's different, that could actually be the right path for me, but because it didn't fit exactly what my expectations were or what I thought was the path to reach my potential, I ignored it. And instead of letting myself live life naturally I try to mold it the way that I thought it should be lived and I think that that could be if you're a person who does that who can get distracted by expectations to a point of ignoring the beautiful surprises life has to offer I think it can be a very negative thing to try to always live up to this self-proclaimed potential
1: yeah this brings up a really good point for something that I, I think about a lot, which is this idea of being an overachiever, and growing up, a lot of times I'm I'm the firstborn, and I guess that there's like the stereotype: the firstborn is the overachiever. I I, I hear this a lot, yep. and yeah, so I've had this idea in my head where I don't know my my dad always talks about how he's the overachiever, and my goal for a lot of my youth was, you know, I want to be the overachiever. I wanna, I want to I want to be this person. But the more I really think about this idea, I kind of actually hate the idea of an overachiever because I feel like that's what other people think your potential is. Like if you if you out or if you over, because let's put it this way, I don't I don't consider myself an overachiever, but by most people's definitions, I guess I probably am, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because I I maximize a lot of the things that I do. Like I I was definitely better at sports than I probably was most people with my DNA would have been because I just was determined to like, play them over and over again and you know, I'm really competitive and stuff, but I don't consider myself an overachiever because I've always felt that deep down I had a, a whole bunch of potential and I don't think that I'm delusional, I mean maybe a little bit, I might be slightly delusional and I think that we anyone who really like thinks that they can change the world is a little bit delusional, a lot of times people say that and I, I agree with that to a certain notion, but I don't like anyone telling me that I'm an overachiever because it makes me feel like, okay, so this is all you think I can do. <laughs> like this is what you think my potential is. You think I've exceeded it? Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm not anywhere near where I want to be yet. And I like I have, like the sky is a limit for me. Like I am just, I am just building my way up to the top. And I don't like this concept of telling someone that they're an under or overachiever because only you can determine if you're an under or an overachiever. And I and I hate being too like preachy. On this kind of stuff But it's just something I am extremely passionate about Because I've heard this Like a big part of my life And I think that It's a really easy thing To pat yourself on the back Which I like to do apparently (laughs) I think it's a really easy thing To pat people Or for us to pat ourselves On the back And be like Yeah I'm an overachiever But if you do that Then you've just immediately Been like okay Well this is where I'm comfortable here Because now I'm the overachiever But no I disagree with that I think the sky is the limit And you just keep going
0: yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think a, a big realization that I think I've made in, in certain – I think I've had moments in my life where I've lived up to a potential, but that living up to the potential of myself was pushing the ceiling further than I thought I could. So the sky is the limit. That phrase is like I don't actually know what my potential is, but I'm going to continue pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And then when I'm doing that I'm living in the sweet spot. I'm living in my equilibrium. And that's what I think that's when I think things are really kicking on all cylinders for at least myself. But I think the big thing here is this kind of self-determination. It's not you know allowing other people to make these decisions for you of saying oh you're an overachiever because that was what you were supposed to do and you did better than that. Or, oh, you're an underachiever because, you know, given your circumstance, you should have been able to do this, this, and that. It's like, there's way more to, to life than being able to quantify things like that, in my opinion. There's just so many variables. There's so many things that come into play. You know, I mean, just look at situations where, you know, maybe you're in a very you know, um, committed relationship. And then that committed relationship starts to fall apart. You know, in those situations, you might be very emotional and might do things that are out of character. And so you look at you yourself and you're like, man, I, I didn't live up to the person that I want to be. I, I I all of a sudden became this person. I'm not, Am, am I, am I a shitty person? It's like, well, I mean, no, you had a circumstance that might've, caused certain things to unravel the way they did strive to not let that happen again but understand that it's not as black and white as oh i'm just a shitty person now because this is exactly what happened and you know whatever um but yeah i mean that's that's my thoughts on it there's just so many variables that come into this stuff and i think that's where like the psychology of people really matters because it's not all black and white you know yeah i agree yeah (laughs) You live in the gray. It's really, and that's where I think a lot of things come into play.
1: And and one other comment on this. Don't get me wrong. I I don't mind if someone says like, <laughs> or like, cause uh, cause I do this. Like I'll see someone be like, that person has a lot of potential, and they're not living up to it. Like there is sort of like an idea in my head where I see someone who's got a lot of charisma, a lot of uh, like obvious like tangible skill sets when I spend time with them. And I feel like they could be doing more because I hear their goals and, and they're not getting to them. Yeah. I think it's okay to kind of like have that thought in your head. But what I, I, I don't like sometimes when someone just goes to me and they're like, you'll say something. They're like, you know what? I think you've got a lot of potential. Because I'm just like, okay, so a lot of potential. But what, what am I now? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. I'm just nothing. Because we talked about we we talked about this before with your music. Like I think did someone some or or was it with our podcast? So I'm like oh, there's there's potential.
0: It's been both. It, yeah. Know, pe-
1: <laughs> people
0: have this sort of proprietary opinions with content creation of any kind within art, where they're mm-hmm. like they think that they're they're they have this sense of entitlement that their opinion really matters and they want to give you credit but they also want to be somewhat responsible for you you know becoming whatever you're going to become so mm-hmm. instead of like complimenting you or whatever they'll just give you some stupid vague thing of yeah you know i like what you're doing you got a lot of potential uh hopefully you can get there <laughs> you got to work on this it's just like i didn't ask for your damn opinion all right <laughs> i know um it's brutal yeah exactly i want to start getting fired up um but we can take a little break though just to prevent ourselves from uh being uh, resentful towards all these going off the deep end (laughs) (laughs) um so uh you want to give a little rundown of some stuff that we've kind of been doing the last few weeks
1: Yeah, so we haven't got the opportunity to talk too much about the episodes that we've done recently because last week was a really, really weird week in terms of episodes. There wasn't really one episode that fit our normal formula. Right. There was a guest on two of the episodes, and then one of them was sort of just like a bonus episode where Brandon and I talked about his album. So I guess I'll start with the first one that we did, which was uh, we did a whole episode on race, and that was one of the most difficult episodes we've ever had to do, and it was also different because... Um, it was a collaboration episode so that episode actually is on our podcast and the Simply King podcast and we did that on purpose because he reached out to us and he was like, hey I like some of the topics you talk about let's do a collaboration episode we were all about it, we have never done a race episode before, Uh, he's an African American so we were able to give like different perspectives and it was a really really interesting conversation and uh, the longest episode in everything must go podcast history
0: yep breaking records over here
1: we uh we are always pushing you know always pushing boundaries you know everything must go <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. uh yeah that was my i guess my my general thoughts in that episode was i did i did go to bed that night thinking that there's there's a lot more to race issues than sometimes even what gets discussed, and during our conversation, I started thinking about it more and more, and I do think that. I will look at things even differently than I have been and be even more open-minded to both sides of it going forward. And uh, I already, I already honestly feel it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, that episode definitely had an impact on me because it, the importance of those conversations is it gets you thinking. And I think when, when it starts to become a catalyst for critical thought is when you can start to see actual growth or, you know change in yourself and i started thinking about just this idea of you know i've i've heard a lot of people when it comes to race stuff talk about you know uh i don't even understand why like a lot of the a lot of black people you know don't even know anybody that was slaves or know any people who are slave owners like that that's so long ago it's whatever And it's like think think about your life how hard it is to get your shit together <laughs> in a exactly. lot of cases. Yeah. And then think think about just 200 years ago your like your family just became free. Imagine that you know generationally everybody trying to get their shit together after just becoming free, but even though you're free, you are constantly dealing with discrimination or segregation. Like all of this stuff just building and building and building until you can finally start to I mean I the the awesome thing about having the privilege that i do is i can really think about who i want to be as a person and how i want to impact the world around me and stuff some people don't have that luxury because of you know generation after generation of dealing with this stuff and i don't want to get too preachy on it but i just think mm-hmm. for that specific argument if you want to if you want to know why there's so so much passion behind that stuff you can't really say well they didn't know any you know, nobody in their family was a slave anymore. So why are they still? you know, I think that's just a very ignorant comment. If you just pay attention to the the simple fact of how hard it is to get your life together and even live up to your potential, imagine all of these systematic constraints that have been placed on generation upon generation of of your bloodline, you know, you, you might start to recognize that, there's more to the story that leads to that passion so I just kind of wanted to mention that the the next episode was kind of funny to come right after that race episode <laughs> I was just gonna say that do you believe in ghosts
1: <laughs> what did you think of that episode uh, I think it it's a great it, it it's a, a great example of the versatility of the everything must go podcast because it couldn't have been any more different than the pre, the prior episode yeah. We go from an uh, episode about race issues, and like, very intense, not a ton of jokes thrown in, to then this episode about believing in ghosts, which uh, has arguably the least serious tone of any episode we've ever done. Like, there, there is some real interesting conversation in there, and I do think that uh, our friend Danny does say some things that do make me think a little bit differently about the concept of ghosts or spiritual entities, as they like to be called sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i thought it was really fun i I love halloween and i really didn't do as much this year in terms of like dressing up or going to halloween parties or anything so i really really did enjoy doing that episode and i recommend you guys check it out and i'd be curious to know do you guys believe in ghosts yeah you do send us an email emgpod at gmail.com and uh let us know
0: yeah i don't have much more to say about that episode that's uh kind of took the words out of my mouth
1: yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I can read your mind, Brandon. It's because I've been, I've been paying more attention to this whole idea of ghosts, and uh, now they help me. You know, Or spiritual entities, they help me. They read help minds. you read minds? Yeah. Are you a clairvoyant now? Uh, no, I'm just a guy who uses spiritual entities for uh, my own benefit. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, all right, so, oh yeah, then the last episode of last week... Is uh, if you guys may not know this, but our friend here Brandon is a musician. You're like a musician, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, just a I, sick love <laughs> I love when you do that voice. I love when you do that voice. It's one of my favorite. Rock my and favorite roll, brand. dude. <laughs> yeah, Brandon's album is out now. So, Brandon, if you want to talk a little bit about that episode and your album, would be dope.
0: Yeah. No, I. Uh, the episode was really cool to listen back to. Honestly, for me personally, just because. I mean I've talked to people about the journey and honestly if if we weren't trying to keep our episodes to an hour I probably could have kept talking about like we didn't even talk about me getting offered a record deal by Rebecca Black in that episode you know there there were little things that we kind of left out just for the sake of time but uh it was interesting to just go back and reminisce on you know kind of where my life has been and where I am now and then you know, where I hope to go from here on out. It's it's, one thing that's really cool about doing something on a platform like this is hearing your thoughts recorded and put out in the world so that you can, I mean, there have been times where I've said something, I'm like, "Eh, I wish I wouldn't have said that, you know, or it'll make me think about, do I actually believe that or something? And it's kind of cool because it's another way to try to promote growth within ourselves. And so that's you know what I think about when I listen to that episode it's a it's a very personal episode and I encourage everyone to if you want to know kind of my story on, on the music stuff it's it's a good depiction of it all and and then obviously just releasing the album itself uh, has been an awesome experience I've gotten some really great positive feedback um, I think for the most part uh, people connect with what I was trying to do with that album and I just, uh, I'm really looking forward to continuing to hear people's thoughts and uh, email us at emgpod at gmail.com. If you want to give us thoughts, call in and leave a, a voicemail 513-427-EMG5. I, um, I'm a big fan of, you know, part of, part of the reason why I like sharing stuff is just to, to hear how other people resonate with the creation. I mean, a lot of it ends up going unheard. You know, a lot of people, you know, like to self-reflect and and not necessarily, you know, come tell you about what they, you know, thought about this or that. But when you do get that opportunity, I think it's a pretty good experience. So if you uh, feel so inclined, we would love that.
1: Cool. And where can I I listen to the album at? (sighs) Oh, I'm gonna get this plug in here, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> um,
0: right now you can listen to the album on Apple Music, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Amazon, Pandora, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube Music. All of those platforms will allow you to uh, either stream or purchase purchase the album. And uh, yeah, I really. Encourage you to go check it out. If it's not your thing, then totally fine. I mean, art is subjective in a lot of forms, so music is just definitely one of those situations. But uh, I hope that you do enjoy it and that uh, you give it a
1: listen. And a little Easter egg on that album. There's a song on there called "Manifest," and uh, you can actually hear my voice on it. So if you can write in the lyric that I or the the phrase that I say on uh, on that song to us like you could dm it to us on instagram or twitter at emg pod if you send that to us we will uh, give you a shout out on a future podcast episode as yeah, i do determined you know, right now we could give away a koozie we got koozies coming Ooh, we got koozies coming too so we might even give give away a koozie if you can point that out yeah there we go so, uh, let's hear it or hear it.
0: if you can do that or if you can guess the easter egg that has to do with the titles of my songs on the album you'll get a free koozie as well.
1: Woohoo! there we go. We're all about that now. I can't wait for these koozies. They're actually not here yet, but... They're coming. They're on the way. They're coming. They're going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Are we uh, good on that? Anything else you want
0: to say? I suppose we're going to talk about what uh, is coming up. We've got a couple more Spotlight episodes in the future coming up. Uh, we're going to record one later tonight, actually. I mean, you guys... <laughs> It won't be tonight for you guys, but it's It'll come out tomorrow, us. though, Beneath the Hollow. Yeah, yeah.
1: uh, and I'm doing an interview with uh, a couple of the members of the band. And uh, that'll be – I'm actually doing the interview with them tonight with Brandon. So that's something yeah. going on. And then uh, we're interviewing our boy Rob tomorrow. So that episode yep. will come out uh, maybe the week after.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've talked about how we're gonna do that yet. So. Yeah, to be honest
1: with you, I'm just throwing things out there. So if these episodes are out of order, then I don't know what I'm talking about. You'll hear it all soon. You'll hear these all soon. The exact days are to uh, be determined. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. Fo
0: show. Sure. All right, let's get back into the discussion. Um, so, with in regards to living up to your potential. Um, do you think that this is something that any, everybody should be aware of, like something that people should pay attention to Pay attention to is what their potential is and striving towards it? Or And do you think that people typically meet their potential?
1: Yeah, you have one life to live, so I am very much all about living up to your potential because at the end of your life, which could end at any moment, which is another – it's kind of morbid, but it's also sort of true that if there are things that you want to do – You shouldn't have, you shouldn't hold back from doing them, and you should strive towards your potential. And once again, for the things that you care about, because you may not care about something even though you could be good at it, so it's not a big deal. But if there is something that you are passionate about and you, it is important to you to live up to your potential, then I say, it is very important. Like you should put in the time, you should do that, and you shouldn't care about the outside factors that could potentially get in the way of that. Uh, happening for you. Do I think that people typically do this? Absolutely not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't live up to their potential. And I think a lot of it comes from we live in a society that we get very, very crippled by overstimulation of media and people around us and values that are pushed on us by fa- family and friends. And I do think that it's extremely detrimental to a lot of us reaching our potential and it creates a lot of people who don't have the self-confidence to do certain things and I think that I can speak to this because there were a lot of things that I felt uh, that, that that this applied to my own life and I know that I let the outside factors get in the way and I know that some people just will always do that and I think that's okay I don't. I don't think that you can I don't think that it means that you're going to live a bad life or anything but I think with the life that you're given, you should try to be good and at the things that you care about because it's going to make you happy. Because, as people say, it's kind of hard to, or basically, we all like things that make that we're good at. <laughs> like it's it's hard to really really be good at something and then just not like it because yeah. usually it's fun to be good at things. Where, uh, where where do you stand?
0: I think that I think it's important to pay attention to. I think again, you want to be aware of limiting expectations. Mm-hmm. I think you can live up to your potential without expecting your potential to unravel in a certain specific manner. Um, but essentially, I do think that it's important to strive for things in life. and if you feel of a strong calling towards something where you have a potential, I you know in in any facet in in love, in, you know, a vocation in a hobby, like anything that makes you feel fulfilled in your life. If, if you have a certain potential that you wanna see through, you wanna strive towards, I think it's important to pay attention to that so you have something to strive towards because until you're dead, like you have to keep pushing in life. You have to continuously try to to stimulate yourself in a sense that's beneficial for your growth. You know, one of the things that's most frustrating, and this kind of is my segue into do, do I think people typically meet their potential, is one of the things that, that's most frustrating is understanding people who get so locked in their comfort zone that their life kind of becomes this mundane routine. And when you have this mundane routine that is kind of, you, it's on repeat, I, I feel like it's easy to kind of zone out of life. You're no longer present because you're just doing the same thing over and over again and you know not really striving towards anything. It's, especially for people that, one of the things that I've battled is this idea of, you know, hearing what people want for themselves and then seeing them not live up to it. Me as a person on the outside looking in and always wanting people to be the best people they can be, it's really hard for me not to get invested in them and then if I get invested in them, I almost like think that I'm not doing my part if they're not living up to their potential, which is wrong. I shouldn't be that way. But I think a lot of times people do get so locked in their comfort zone that I think you might even start neglecting the idea of your potential. Like you just don't even pay attention to the the fact that it's there. It just becomes this like oh, – What's the point? I'm just living life, just doing whatever, just doing the same same shit different day, and uh, I think that that's dangerous because I think that that leads to ignorance. I think that that leads to complacency, and I just I've had that happen to me, and that those have been the most disappointing times uh, that I've ever been in myself, where I've taken a certain thing where I, I used to be so ambitious and striving so hard towards something I love. And then maybe I got caught up in something else that distracted me. And then I just, for a certain period of time, just stopped striving towards anything. Just kind of live day by day, you know, doing whatever happened. I don't know, it it just, it was a very stagnant life. And then I, I feel like it was detrimental to my personal growth and detrimental to me living my life to the fullest. And I think that, you know, that's where it's important not to get caught up in what other people say for you because if that's not your truth, if that's not your desire for your life, then who are they to to say otherwise? You know, you got to find that in yourself and go towards that.
1: Yeah, I think another way to word this is, like, do I think it's important for people to, like meet their potential. I think it's important to not settle. Yeah. Cause I feel like that creates a lot of resentment in people and you're just happier in life when you feel like you did the things that you wanted and got out of your life, what you wanted. It's
0: interesting because I have thought about like times in which I've like busted my ass and worked harder than I've ever worked in my life before And those times I had the most energy out of any other times, which you'd think would be the opposite. You'd think Mm -hmm. I was working so hard that I'd be so exhausted with the stuff. But the times that I feel so exhausted is when I get caught up in not striving towards things that much or just like doing enough to get by. Then I'm just like, gosh, I'm so drained. I don't have any time. I don't, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's really because I'm settling for less than I'm capable of and, uh, it's, it's an important mindset, a distinction to, I think, recognize is, you know, I, I've mentioned a bunch of times about, you know, this, this journey happens, it has one end and, and that's, you know, us moving on or us dying. And I think the goal should be to continuously push yourself until you reach that end. I don't think that you can get complacent and just be like, all right, well, I guess I did this, so I'm done. What, like That's why you see a lot of depression in elderly people who have gone through retirement because that has been their striving force. That has been their energy creator. And now that that's gone, it's like, where do I get my energy from? What do I strive towards now? Because my life isn't over. I'm still going to live another 20, 30 years. Exactly. You know, what do I do now? So... Well, I guess the last question that we could ask is, I guess the most personal one. Do you think that you have lived up to your potential at this point?
1: I would say no. I I don't think I have up to this this point. I think I've got some catching up to do. I think I've got a long way to go to get to where I need to go. And I know in a a prior episode, you know, am I successful at accomplishing the – Or it was a – you know, are we successful – I do think I'm successful at the idea of accomplishing the things that I want to accomplish, and that's why I'm confident that I will, I don't want to say reach my potential, because to me it's not really like an exact destination, it's sort of like a journey Mm -hmm. that I'm on. But yeah, I think that I'll get there. I think that up to this point I've taken a lot of like big steps in the right direction to get to this point of meeting my potential. And I think that probably some people on the outside think that I am on the right path to reach my potential, but no, I, I think I've got a long way to go before I can confidently say that I have met my potential. Yeah. What about you? I think I've
0: had moments where I've been in the zone of meeting my potential, mm-hmm. but I think they've been few and far between. I think that that's what I'm kind of trying to get back to, and I think your point of it's not a destination, it's a journey, I think that's a huge factor that I think I got complacent. I have a quote that's on my phone right now that says, uh, it's from uh, The Dark Knight Rises, where uh, Bane and Batman meet for the first time, and Bane says... Um, peace has cost you your strength, victory has defeated you. This idea of victory, if I look at it as an obtainable goal, my potential, if I look at it as this thing that I, this destination I can reach, which I have in the past, I reach it and then I'm like, all right, I'm here. uh, So I guess I did it. And then I start to decline again. What I would like to do is reach what I think that destination is, but then sustain it. Like that be who I am. That be my life, and that's the journey. That's the striving until you die. That's where I want to get back to, and that's what I'm constantly trying to
1: kind of redevelop within myself every day. Yeah, I. It, it's it's something where you have to be content with where you're at, and that you're putting in the effort to try to reach your potential. Like you're, and I and I am content with that. I'm content with the efforts that I'm putting in, uh, but if I really thought I was in my potential right now, then I think I would be too easily satisfied. And that's a big part of it. I think people, there are a lot of people who are more easily satisfied than me or you, and that's a big determining factor on people reaching their potential because it just doesn't matter as much to certain people. And that's a tough thing for me to grasp sometimes, but it's just a realization that I've made. Like, not everyone cares as much as me. And part of the reason why... Like we're always pushing towards, you know, making the podcast bigger and and making this more of a part of our lives is like I I do feel like a lot of potential in in doing these episodes and for that reason I want to just keep pushing forward and to me the sky's the limit with something like this as well and yeah. I guess my final thought and my final takeaway on this episode for me is potential is it's not a destination in which you will reach. It is, in your head, you have an idea of things that you care about and kind of where you want to go, and you always can strive to be better, but you have to also be happy along the way as you go on your journey to try to reach this potential or reach this goal or reach this dream, whatever whatever way that you want to like categorize it, and you know the necessary steps within yourself on are you reaching your potential. I feel like it's a lot of like self-reflecting that you have to do and determining, you know, are you putting the right, do you have the right system in motion, to get to where you're going? And um, yeah, for me personally, I will, uh, I, I will always be trying to push things further and further. But if you're not someone who cares too too much about anything because there are those people out there who just don't care too 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 much about anything that you might think that everything i've said on this episode is complete trash and i think that's okay too (laughs) (laughs) well i don't think it's okay (laughs) um i uh
0: my final takeaway i guess would be um i think number one a big thing that you mentioned right in that last point is to uh, you don't want to take for granted the journey like even if you don't think that you're living in your potential you're still living a life You want mm-hmm. you, and you want to pay attention to the beautiful things that are part of your life you know friendships family members loved ones um, even little surprises that come unexpectedly and you know greet you with open arms I, I think that those things are still a part of the journey and what makes the journey uh, rewarding in itself but I think the, it's a lot easier to make a mistake and then try to build from that mistake. I think it could be argued that it's harder to, once you get to the top of the mountain, to stay there, to be successful, to reach your potential, and then stay thriving within that, or even push past that limit once you're in that limit. And um, I think that that is something I would also challenge people to to strive for, because that's, you know, at this point right now, I don't think I'm even in that zone of my potential yet, but once I get back to that place, my biggest challenge, my biggest hurdle is going to be how do I maintain this and how do I even push further than what I feel I'm in right now? So, um, yeah, that's the last kind of takeaway that I, I had to say.
1: Cool. So we want to say thank you guys for listening to this episode and for, uh, being a part of our journey in general, and for any of our guests that have been on the show last week, I want to say thank you once again for that. It was uh, it was a really fun week, and um, if you are interested in our show, we release two to three episodes every single week. You can contact us in a variety of different ways, and I will uh, I'll say those all right now. So grab your pen and your paper, if that's your uh, your way of keeping track of this stuff, or if you're one of those people who has a photographic memory, I guess it doesn't really matter because. <laughs> You're listening to this. <laughs> so whatever I was about to say wasn't going to make any sense. So <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at EMG pod. You can also e- send us an email, EMG pod at com. If you want to be a guest or if you want to comment on something or even some show ideas. I know one of the ones we have coming up here was a suggestion by someone who I think joined our Instagram lives. Senya. Yep. Yeah. So that's another thing that we have added, I think, since last time we had discussed here. We now go live on Instagram at least once a week where you can join our discussions. You can you can just, I mean, they're, they're pretty informal. We just kind of talk about any number of different things and um, like to say hey to you guys, which is a, a good time. So look us up on Instagram and you'll see when we're going live. You'll actually get a notification when we do. You can also leave us a voicemail, EMG, er, (laughs) or leave us a voicemail, 513 427 EMG5, on anything you'd like. And uh, we can play that on one of the episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode. And the next episode will be our spotlight interview with Beneath the Hollow. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you soon. Take it easy.